In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that is here to support you through your journey of dog ownership and one part of that journey that is especially challenging, adolescence. Now, we've been increasingly inundated with so many people struggling with this period. Now, basically, they thought they had sorted it. They thought their puppy was doing really well. They were kind of over the initial sort of early puppy stages and they thought they were plain sailing into enjoying their dog and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, here is their adolescent dog. It's something they weren't anticipating. And yet, both you and I know, Tom, this is completely and utterly expected, anticipated and normal. And in fact, if you didn't have it, it would be abnormal. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, we've been inundated with requests, everybody wanting, you know, like a step-by-step of how to work with an adolescent dog. Your wish is our command. We created it. You will find it over at Absolute Dogs, absolute-dogs.com. It's called Absolute Adolescence, and it's a step-by-step process program for you to survive adolescence with your dog. Now, um, what is adolescence? Well, adolescence is something that is, um, interestingly, in all social species. It serves a purpose. It's useful. It's it, There are survival benefits. We talk about those extensively in the program. It doesn't always feel useful, let's be honest. Yeah. It doesn't always feel like this is really useful and purposeful and I'm going to enjoy yeah. this. And, and let's be honest, you've all been through it, or mm. most of you have, and there's the odd one that maybe is listening that's really young here. And, and hasn't been through it yet. But actually, on the whole, everyone's been yeah. through it. And, and it can be a testing time. Absolutely. And the main sort of reason that you should always come back to in understanding your dog's behavior in this time period is that... The, the aim of adolescence is to test the family bond to see if it's better to go off by yourself, disband, and you'll be better off surviving without your family rather than within the family group. Now, you're probably thinking, but that doesn't happen. That That's never going to happen in domestic dogs. But the point is, is that the domestic dog is still a social species. These things are still hardwired into them. And their behavior in that time, um, interestingly, and there's there's a nice little bit of research on this, their behavior will actually be worse with, within their family than if a stranger asked them to do something or if a stranger took them for a walk. Because it's specific to that family group, they, there's a level of conflict creation um, that happens to test that bond. Now, the sorts of struggles that you 
you might see throughout throughout adolescence mm. or things that might be challenging. Your dog may be responding to other people better they, than they respond to you. Yeah. Or maybe your dog just seemingly not responsive at all and actually very responsive only to the environment. Yeah. Maybe a dog who, whereas they were harmonious with all other dogs and all other people, actually maybe are challenging certain situations a bit more or maybe testing situations a little bit yeah. more. Maybe a dog who started to um, mark certain areas or uh, decide that they need to wee up every single area. Uh, maybe a dog who uh, is a lot more vocal than they were before, or maybe their behaviors have changed in the sense that you thought you had a dog that would recall and now they no longer recall. Yeah. So things are just sort of um, moving. Yeah, right? absolutely. And really important to say, guys, that this is this the challenges that come about from this period are not, they're not training problems. There wasn't a problem in your training that has led to them. And it's not your fault it's and you don't feel fault. guilty. Instead, you've got to approach this as just as there are specific considerations with a puppy or a specific considerations of a senior dog, there are specific considerations with, with an adolescent because their brain is changing shape, their whole physiology is changing, their whole hormone system is changing. And that has some um, areas where that require extra focus. Now, the areas that require extra focus, first of all, is going to be relationship. This is a time when, for whatever reason, your dog's physiology, hormones, their brain is testing relationship. It's testing that bond. And the point is, is therefore we need to invest more in relationship. Now that's going to look like picking your battles. It's going to look like being smart about what situations you put you and your dog in in this time. It's going to look like actually investing in relationship for the sake of relationship, just having some positive interactions with your dog. This is a time when games come into their own. It's going to look like being a vigilant owner. I remember recently standing at a, a ringside doing agility with Tokyo and a, a male young male dog was like looking mm. at him and sussing him out and doing mm. that sort of thing and you saw him look and then his little base of his tail started to raise mm. and all I did was just walked between them did an A to B which mm. is one of the games that we play here at Absolute Dogs I did a DMT which is another mm. game and I know you guys are thinking oh my lord what is she talking about they're all games that we play yeah. in the Absolute Dogs community and they're games to effectively diffuse that situation and give confidence to a dog who actually could have wobbled in that scenario yeah. so actually rather than let him have an experience against another adolescent male dog that was probably going to end up inappropriately, Mm. why not step in play a couple of the yep. games I then diverted off to Magic Hand you now really do do think I'm bonkers uh, I'd play some Magic Hand uh, I did a little bit of um, sort of uh, Magic Hand and Middle on the Move mm-hmm. and then got out of Dodge mm-hmm. so what I didn't do is put him against that confrontation yeah. um, in that uh, high arousal situation and I think this is the big thing Tom is that so many people once they see that niggle so they saw maybe I don't know that dog growl at him and his tail rise they want to kind of test it mm-hmm. and then they want to try another collie male and see how that one works yeah. and they want to suss it out and see if he's going to like do the same thing yeah. and rather than let that go wrong and be rehearsed actually why not intervene here and stop that rehearsal and reshape that so it does not become something that is long-term problematic exactly and and this is the other thing to think about with this this time point is often aside from the changes that are happening within your dog and 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 how they're structured and how they work also you know just just by the nature of time, you know, they're nine to 18 months old. This is the time when things that maybe little 
bad habits that they've rehearsed since being a puppy, now they become quite rehearsed and they, you know, they become quite ingrained. And that's not to say they can't be changed, but often these are the things where this is the time period where they're fully grown, they now weigh 20 odd kilos, and the things that previously weren't such a problem, now they are becoming problematic. And because they've rehearsed them, they're doing them quite frequently. And if there's something you really don't like, it is time to interrupt it yeah. and stop it becoming stronger and stronger. So, for example, my one again, watching Tokyo strut around the car park and decide to wee up cars. I was like, absolutely not. This is not something we do. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You're not weeing up there. You don't wee in my house. So I don't see why you need to wee up the cars. Mm-hmm. So actually, it was yeah. one of those moments of deciding. The, the cool thing is you get what you tolerate and you make the rules. Yeah. And the rules can be your rules. They don't. Some people might not mind that. And if you don't mind that with your dog, that's cool, too. We are not judging you for this. We are not a judgy space to be in. No. We absolutely want to celebrate what you want so if for you that's cool that's cool for me that's not cool and that's cool too so what we're saying to everyone is you make the decisions you make the rules and you get what you tolerate so uh, and the more that your dog does it the more they rehearse it the more they become it so if yeah. that's the direction you like them growing in then allow it and but if you don't like them growing in that direction interrupt it and absolutely. you have you have a, a chance here absolutely and and you know the key is that when you when you take a step back and you move away from firefighting and you think what do i do about this the answers are nearly always obvious probably Lauren's not going to walk in particularly close to stationary vehicles in this time period because chances are, given the opportunity, he may well do and it. Here's the interesting thing. So for, for you guys that don't know our setup, um, we actually, um, Bowerland, um, which is Absolute Dogs sort of HQ, we close the gate at night and I let them wander around the car park. Well, you guessed it. Tokyo didn't get to wander around the car park mm. for quite a while. Actually, we took him out on lead or we popped him in the garden where he mm. was allowed to do appropriate toileting. Mm. But actually, I didn't allow him to go and have free access to people's vehicles especially not my mum's mini yeah. you know what she took offence to that yeah. one um, and what I'm saying is, is is we get to set it up right Tom and yeah. we set them up for success not for us to say oi no don't do that oi mm. no don't do that we set them up in a way that another example if I'm going to walk past a vehicle I'll put myself vehicle side and the dog the other side mm. so actually he'd have to cross me to go up that vehicle and, and mm. he doesn't get to do that so mm. it, it, you just make your you make the choices much easier yeah, for your dog. Exactly. And and the the next kind of component of working with an adolescent dog, and it's one that's so important and it kind of hits you in the face as soon as they hit adolescence, is that all of a sudden they whereas before they could disengage from distractions, you could convince them that engaging with that, I don't know, that dog over there or that car tire or whatever it might be, you, they didn't need to do that. Actually, now they're like, no, I really think they're I do need to engage. to it, right? Like they yeah. are like, now I am taking you here. There is no other option. This is exactly. the only place I need to be. And so, uh, you know, this is something that we that we cover extensively in the Absolute Adolescence Programme. The the key is that we need to work on teaching them that there's value in moving away from things. So don't just lead them away from things. Well, as you're leading them away, how about we feed, 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 feed them? We show them where and the value is. I was working with the dog yesterday, Tom, and literally she was at the other end of her lead and uh, it's a student's dog and um, she literally was shouting about it. And it was like, it was like, we are going this way. Feed, 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 feed. This is mm-hmm. the option. This is the choice. This is how it's going. And actually it was really hard for her. 13 mm-hmm. months old, did 
did not want to disengage from what she was doing. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you have to help them make that choice and then also try and make it a good deal, which can be difficult. Now, very quick one, Tom, and, and, and I know we're, we are still talking disengagement, but w- at what age is adolescence typically yeah. in, in the majority of dogs that we're talking mm-hmm. for um, here for, for, for you guys listening to the Sexy mm-hmm. and the Squirrel podcast? So it's going to vary from dog to dog. And very interestingly is that um, this is both in humans and in, in dogs, um, is that actually the stronger the relationship before adolescence, often the more adolescence is delayed. So, for example, um, uh, bitches first season. Um, what you might find is that um, if they if they're really really attached to their own, really really kind of high level of relationship there they will have a very delayed first season to the point where it might be eight they might be 18 months or they might be two years old before that happens so it not only is there individual variation there but it's actually down to what what you've done beforehand that can impact that as well and um, which makes it very interesting but the fact is it it will happen <laughs> it's not you can't it's not stop it. it won't be it can't be avoided it will happen and you've got to keep coming back to what what is this time period? What is its purpose? We need to be growing relationship. We need to be making sure we're rehearsing what we want them to do and not what we don't want them to do. And we, need, if we're in doubt about where we should be spending our daily food allowance, we should be spending it on disengagement games. And a level of patience, a level of um, understanding, a level of um, deciding what you're going to tolerate and what you're mm. not going to tolerate. And yeah. ultimately, most importantly, knowing it's normal. Yeah, absolutely. It's normal. You've got this. You maybe need to shift focus and change what you've focus on but don't worry there's a game for that and if you're the type of person who likes to be told what to do which is actually every every person do this and it will work then absolute adolescence program which is on absolute-dogs.com in the store new brand Brand new new. badge you're going to want to check it out it will tell you what to do and it does work whole program for you (laughs) understanding exactly what you're going through yeah and it's based on everything that we've talked about and we dive into the science of it um, as well that was this episode of the sexier than a squirrel podcast go forth transform your adolescent dogs and we will see you in the next episode remember stay Stay sexy. sexy Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video programme, huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today, where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.